Welcome to another podcast of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. So last time we talked about hate. I was debating with myself what I'm going to talk about today. Obviously, current event, many things going on. I don't know how to frame the topic, but uh, it can be, you know, hypocrisy, it can be... Uh, corruption, many, many things. Now, it's all negative, obviously, but like I said, my approach is very simple. If you know the disease, that's half of your uh, path to healing. If you're living in, oh, everything is awesome, everything is great, we're all good, good luck with that. Nothing is going to be good. So the first thing I would like to share with you is, um, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but there is this uh, idea, and I want to dissect it with you, about paying African-American, uh, how do they call it, repatriation or something like that, to give them money for the time, for the slavery uh, era. Now, thank God slavery is gone for what, like 120? 80 years, 150 years, something like that. Thank God for that. The slaves are long gone. The slaves' masters are long gone. The plantation changed form. But, obviously, guilt and fear are still very dominant. And look at this. It's very interesting to see what people will do in order to grab power on other people's life. I recommend... Uh, I recommended last time to read the book of Kohelet, Ecclesiastes, something like that. <laughs> Ecclesiastics. Thank you. Um, that's a long word. Just a Kohelet. <laughs> Where I think, I, I, the more I learn this book, the more I'm amazed at the, the wisdom of King uh, Solomon, Shilomo, how he understood the human nature. When he says there is nothing new under the sun. Well, people argue we have cell phones, we have satellites, it's new. Yeah, but the human nature is the same. That's something that we need to change. People will still like to control other people. Okay, we won't call it slaves. We'll call it, um, I don't know, being progressive, being anti-fascists, being liberal. Now, back in the days when I grew up, liberal was something, somebody that was open-minded. Uh, you can have a discussion with him. Nothing was personal. He wasn't. He was not. He was not going to call you Hitler or Nazi or whatever, and vice versa. And you can agree to disagree. And whoever convinced more people to their side, again based on logic, reasoning, the good stuff. That was being a liberal. I always say that Voltaire, even though he was not crazy about Jews, he was a smart dude. French, yet smart. He said, uh, it's very famous, something like, uh, I disagree with you, but I would fight that you can have the opportunity to, sh- to say what you believe in. Now, I'm all for it, because when stupid people think, now we all know that they're stupid. Uh, and it's not mine, this is uh, Proverbs, Right? When the ignorant opened his mouth, now everybody knows that he is an ignorant. The best thing? Keep your mouth shut. If you don't have anything to say, or if, you don't, if you're not an expert, 
don't talk. I'm not going to talk about uh, Chinese economy and the tariffs of President Trump. Why? I'm not an economist. Now, I can read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, and I decide who I'm going to like better, and now I have an opinion. No. That's not how you form an opinion. You want to have an opinion about something? Go and learn it. So we're looking at putting people down into beggars. You're going to just take them from physical slavery to mental slavery. We, all get, we already talked about that. We are go, the society is going through that with Google, with Facebook. People don't have the guts to say what they think. Whatever it is, they support President Trump. They uh, think that, uh, I don't know, that, um, you know, whatever the, his policy that he's doing are great. No. You cannot say that anymore. Because you're on the spot, you're going to become a racist, xenophobe, homophobe, Islamophobe, and other phobes that they're just going to stick in on you. That's propaganda. That's hatred. That's control people by fear. And I think it's very, also very, very insulting. There was a guy, I, I saw the discussion, whatever the name of the discussion in the Senate. This guy, a very, I was very impressed, very intelligent uh, black guy. He used to be NFL player, I don't remember his name. He says, I'm all for this, but only the Democrats should pay. Because the Republicans fought to release the slave, to end slavery. So, since the Democrats were the party of slavery, they should pay. But the Democrats came without this idea because someone else will pay. And I always said it over and over. It's very easy to be righteous on someone else's expense. If you want to say, well, we feel sorry about slavery, or whatever, we feel sorry about the war, we feel sorry about, you know, then you should, you know, stand behind your feeling sorry and pay. But don't make other people pay, especially when they have nothing to do with it. After World War II, the second one, uh, after the Holocaust, when the establishment of the State of Israel, there was a big debate in Israeli politics if Israel, as a very young state surrounded by enemies till today, should get some kind of compensation from uh, Germany. Now, the Nazis are long gone. But their uh, you know, successors still ran Germany. And it was a big debate. Some say, look, it was very practical. and I, It makes sense because we are talking about the same people now. Same generation, not 100 years later. It says, you guys murdered our, our people. And you, rob, you robbed everything that they had. Whatever it was, real estate and, you know, the whole... Whatever it was. So, since we are, in a way, representing them, the same nation, please uh, pay us. Not that we're going to forgive you, but it will help because we are surrounded by enemies, we need to buy weapons, we need to build a country from, from scratch, all that stuff. The other argument on the, on the right side was, uh, you cannot put a price into the blood of our brothers. Now, I can understand both point of, points of view. And I will probably go with the practical. Because, you know, we don't, we don't want to have another Holocaust in Israel. But it totally makes sense what the other uh, point of view was. But nobody came 
I'm not going to come to Italy now. I said, look, 2,000 years ago, you burned our temple. Pay. What happened? You know, you leave the past in the past. You move on. And this is the, as a Jew who, you know, my people went through a lot of persecution all over the globe, almost all over the globe. I'm not going to, I move on. Okay. I'm not going to do business with Spain. I don't want to live in Spain. They kicked us out in 1492. C'est la vie, as they say. Good luck. Leave us alone. We're not looking back. We're going to go somewhere else, like the Ottoman Empire, and use our skills there. And we are moving on. Same with Germany. I know Jews are living in Germany now. I don't understand why. Um, or Russia. Or you name it. It's not important. Move on. There is no point of being stuck in the past. And then when I hear all those uh, supposedly leaders, they're not leaders, they're just trying to grab control. Remember how I made the law that you get uh, a stipend every month? You know, food stamps, uh, college tuition, everybody now, all the Democratic Party is free this, free that. Nothing is free. Somebody's going to pay for it. And if you want to have the American Revolution round two, no taxation without the representation, you continue in this path and we'll see what's going to happen. One of the things I like about the United States is the, that the security, the police, the army are all swear to protect the Constitution. Not, not the government, not the president. So, as, as a Jew, you know, my, my constitution is the Bible, is the Torah, is the oral and the written law. So that's much more stronger than anybody, any person, any personality, any job, any anybody that is finally says, oh, I'm going to be your savior. I'm going to set you free from whatever. No, if you don't know how to deal financially, you're going to pay the price. If you uh, try to take advantage on other people's expense, it's not going to end up well. You can press, 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 but it's like a spring. It will come back. It's going to be nasty. It's just going to create more hatred and uh, tribalism in a way. So, what I'm trying to say is, you know, there was a horrible idea. But it's, the main thing here is to get control over the people. Don't buy that. Oh, we, want, we feel sorry for the slavery. Or we feel sorry for this or for... No. This is to take advantage on the people right now. You want to help African American? Give them freedom. Real freedom. Let them do, you know, business, good education. Don't, don't uh, put them in a plantation called, I don't know, Detroit or, uh, uh, you know, all those other, uh, Baltimore, whatever. That's a plantation. Okay, something to think about. We are going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org.
And we're back to another segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakon, here on CityCareRadio.org. The next topic I want to share with you is uh, my favorite congresswoman. I really admire her. She always makes me laugh, and she gives me hope. I'm talking about AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The reason I like her is because she's giving encouraging to encouragement to young people. You can be young, ignorant, rude, and still be a Congress member. I don't know anything about what you're talking about, and people will elect you. So, you know, back in the days, you have to go through either the business world or being a lawyer or uh, college or have some kind of a profession in the real world. But now, all you need to do is to uh, have Instagram and YouTube and whatever, uh, talk nonsense, but with a lot of confidence. And people will say, oh, you're so charismatic. You, you just BS your way. So much, so, I guess her major was uh, bullshitology or something like that. So much nonsense. And the last uh, gem is that the, the ICE or the Border Patrol facilities are like concentration camps. First of all, you have no idea, no idea what is a concentration camp like. But everybody can throw words. This is the Holocaust. He is like Hitler. Trump is Hitler. This is Hitler. He is a Nazi. Everybody is throwing words like that without even understanding the history and the reality of living under that type of uh, regime or under those circumstances. Growing up in Israel, obviously Holocaust was very dominant. You know, we went to the museum, we met the people who survived. I can tell you this, if the last thing that they cared about was not if they have a toothbrush or not. Or if it's, uh, I don't know, 10 people in a tent or 100 people in a tent. When you know that you, when you go out, somebody can, can come and put a bullet into your head, or you're going to work starving, you cannot go, you cannot leave, right? There is no freedom. So for her and all those who um, justified, because people are afraid to uh, call it attack her or disagree with her, because see, she had so much, so many followers. I guess she's right. No, it means that our education our education system sucks. It's horrible. If so many people cannot call this call those lies and BS right away, something is wrong. People don't have critical thinking. Here's a solution. Everybody who don't like the the environment and the conditions in those horrible, horrible uh, ICE detention center, whatever the other name is, turn around, go back to your country. You are free to go. I'm sure the government will also will give you the push to go and leave. But no, they want to stay here. They will. They are willing to go through this horrible condition without toothpaste, without toothbrush, uh, without a personal a private um, shower for what, what I guess they see as the American dream, which is a whole different topic. What is the American dream? So the question asked is, what are you talking about? You have no idea what are you talking about. 
go to Auschwitz, go to go to all the Holocaust Museum here in in the States. Okay, look at the pictures, and unless you're gonna tell me that they are fake, like many in the Arab world are saying, and in Europe, um, then compare and contrast. I'm sure everybody can do that. But for them, no, it's immigrants. We want immigrants. They are the future of our party, our future voters. So the con the and if the conditions that they need to be with are rich Carleton or, you know what, Holiday Inn. That's what we expect from our government. So let's take all, take all those, all those uh, money from the taxes, tax money, and we put it into that uh, goal. Forget putting aside that the United States is like in 21 trillion debt. And you can just print more money, right? This is what we're dealing with. When people who are arrogant, ignorant, clueless, yet they speak so nicely, they, they go through the camera. The camera loves them. Actors. When I hear actors tell me about their political uh, views, I said, what do you know about anything? You only know to memorize lines. And if you mess it up, we do cut, again, action, until you make it perfect. That's all your skill. And you can fake uh, uh, tears or whatever. But this is what we're dealing with. Ignorant, yet confident. Some would say charismatic. I don't know how you measure that. When I looked at somebody, I don't care how they communicate even though you know the body language is important the tone is, i try to listen to what they actually say most cases they say nothing they're just throwing words with no coherent idea or something that makes sense they use emotions they use guilt fear um that type of of stuff how can we like, I, I listen to the what's her name the Speaker of the House. The children! The ch if you really care about the children, take them to your house. Take them! You t It's the children. Obviously, you have enough money because you've been into politics and you're very corrupt and you help, you cut, you know, peace here and the peace there and people are uh, giving you on the side, maybe envelopes, maybe, maybe uh, Cayman Island uh, bank account. Who knows? You take care of them. But no, we put the burden on all the, they call it middle class, all the regular folks, the regular people. And if you want to see how great the, those ideas of social justice and uh, free for all, whatever, go to San Francisco, go to California, and you will see cities of tents. Typhus is back. Tuberculosis is back. Isn't there great... That's fun. We're challenging our uh, medical system. Yay. Point is, all hypocrites. They all try to get... Nobody care about the children. Let me, let's make it you know, clear. Nobody care about uh, non-English speakers who come from places that are horrible, third world countries. And I traveled the world. I've seen those places. Selling them illusion that here in America everything is dandy and the white the white men will take care of everything they need because because of guilt, 
and because it's a way to control people. You want to secure their votes for the future. You want them because you have nothing to sell. So you're just going to, again, going back to the previous point, you're going to be very generous on someone else's expense. And this is horrible because I've seen that in my old country, in Israel, where politicians are willing to bend the rules, make the rules, lie, change the rules, in order to please certain sectors of voters that will support them. There is no one policy that is good for everybody. Oh, you're, you're dark skin? We're going to have something just for you. They have it here. The whole, um, how you call them? No, no, no. I'm talking about the when like, you have more chances if you're black or gay or this to get something. Scholarship. Scholarship are good for everybody. There is a there is a there is a word for that that I just can't think of right now. Which means that if you have two people, one is white, one is black, the extra melanin in the skin of the dark guy will give him the benefit, even though maybe his skills are not the same. That's a huge mistake. You should encourage people to do whatever they can, according to their uh, abilities, and let them, you know, be responsible for their, for their life, for their future. But again, that's not the goal. The goal is to control people, to have people voting in blocks. I saw it in Israel. You can see it here now, especially on the, on the left side, the so-called progressive. I don't know what's so progressive about that, but that's the, the name they choose, or the liberals. Uh, nothing liberal there. This is just like the Soviets did, uh, Mussolini did, all those great, great leaders, right? Mao. So when you think about that, don't. I, I, my recommendation is not to be part of it. Look at look beyond behind beyond that. Free, free, free! All those promises. They're just trying to control you. And. The Torah, the Ju Judaism, is about freeing people from, from humans, from Pharaoh, from, no, only worship the one who is actually worth worshiping. And with that, we're going to take another quick break as you're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citykradio.org. Back to another segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. Now, I talk about uh, controlling people and uh, misleading people and all that stuff. 
It's all connected to what the Jewish people are going to read in the Torah this uh, coming Shabbat, Saturday, in in the synagogue. I'm sure everybody who read the Bible is familiar with uh, the story of the spies. I'm just going to give a little bit of synopsis for those who maybe forget a few details. So uh, Moshe, Moses, uh, had this idea to send uh, spies to check, to, get, to gather intelligence uh, of uh, the promised land, where we're going, who is there, what it's going to take, etc., to calm down the people. I mean, if you think about it, there is no need. I mean, the Egyptian, we're talking about two years, roughly, even less, two years after getting out of Egypt. I think even less than two years. And those people, they saw the Egyptian army drowning in the Red Sea. They saw the ten plagues. So what is a few small kingdoms in the land of Canaan, in the, land of the promised land? It's not, it's not even a challenge. God is with us, right? But no, people, it's politics, right? People want to make sure, they want to be ready. What has to be ready? But so Moshe said, okay, I'm going to send the most, the 12 righteous people, one from each tribe, so and no other tribe can say, well, our representative was not there, so we don't like the, the outcome. And they went, and they saw giants, and they saw huge fruits, the blessings of the, of the land. They came back and shared their uh, report, if you want. And the report was, yes, yeah, it's a beautiful country, and there is a lot of fruits, and uh, but there are giants where we hope we have no chance. Uh, who are we? We are so tiny, right? There is no way. Now, Jewish scholars debated what was their reasoning. Why would they do that? And we're talking about there were 12 spies, 10 went with this agenda, and two, Yehoshua, Joshua, and uh, Caleb, Caleb uh, were on their, on the side. He says, what are you talking about? We can go, and if God says we're going to take them, we're going to take them. No big deal. Right? Yes, we can, as someone says. But when, when you use negativity, when you use fear, and look at, I want you to compare this to what's going on in the media right now, in, in our world right now. Because every... Every piece of the Torah is for eternity. We all can always learn something from it. Even it's not just like it happened three thousand years ago. How that apply to our life today? And you will see that it's related to what we talked before in the previous segments. When you use fear, when you use uh, uh, intimidation, the opt the optimist looks like he's crazy. The, the one who makes sense looks like he's uh, living in, in fantasy. Like I said before, God showed you what he can do. What are you afraid? So many reasons, uh, our scholars uh, gave us many reasons why, why, what was their agenda? Just to share with you, one of them, their agenda was, well, if they're going to go to the land of Israel, they're going be, to become busy with life. Uh, you know, uh, fields, economy, all that stuff, who's going to learn the words of God, the Torah? Here in the desert, everything is cool. We have the man, the, the heavenly food. We have 
clouds. We have the nothing to worry about. There is no mortgage. There is no IRS. There is no this. There is no that. We can sit and learn. Yet, the two rebels, Joshua and Caleb, says, it's not important. If God wants you to go, you go. The consequences are not important. So we'll have an IRS. We'll have, a, later on, a king. We'll have whatever it takes. We're going to work in the fields, and we're going to find the time to sit and learn and to work on ourselves to improve humanity. So basically, the... the Disagreement is how to do what gods want, or what gods really want. And this is very interesting because you will see many times, especially in our days, many people speak in the name of God, like they know what they're talking about. My recommendation, if somebody, somebody says, God told me X, Y, and Z, he came to me, I had a vision, or whatever, A, find him on Google Maps, the closest mental uh, institution, and B, stay away. Don't go there. Now, they can use the wisdom of the prophets to deliver a point. No problem there. But when somebody comes to, to come and say, well, I have this, I have that. Uh, God spoke to me. And from now on, we're going to do things different than what it's written in the Bible. All the warning lights should you know, go on, blinking like crazy. But that's not, that, that was not the biggest sin. According to the Jewish wisdom, the biggest sin was what? Is when the people heard that, first of all, they want to execute the two spies who broke the, um, the mainstream, right? But if you think about it, Judaism, Bible, it's all about those crazy people, the anti-establishment people, right? Noach, Remember Noah? Everybody is like having fun, raping, murdering, and this guy is building a, an ark. Crazy! Anti-establishment. Our first father, Abraham. The, the definition of anti-establishment. Right? Everybody is idol worshipping, and he's, no, I want the one God. Nobody heard about this one God. People already forget, forget about him. No, I follow my truth. I don't care what you guys say. And through the generation, Moses, another example of anti-establishment. Why do you care? You know, the Hebrews are slaves. It's none of your business. Look to the other side. So this cop, this uh, uh, soldier, whatever, is beating a Hebrew man. Look to the other way. It's none of your business, right? No, he killed him. Why? Because that's the right thing to do. Same with uh, Moses and uh, the daughters of Jethro, of Yitro. On the well, when those shepherds came and they they scared the, the the daughters away, he says, "No, this is not just. This is a real justice warrior, not uh, uh, when it's comfortable, when I feel good about myself, when I want, when I'm coming from uh, guilt because I'm white and I want I want to, you know, free my soul from all the horrible things that the white men have done in his during history. This is this is not just a justice warrior. This is garbage. This is uh, fascistic in a way. So what we are learning from this whole thing? First of all, the real sin was if you read the Torah. Torah says after that, when they heard that, they start crying. 
they became they became whiners. We're all gonna die. The whole drama, you know, the whole, the whole. There is no way. Why did you Why did you take us out of Egypt to die here? Complain, 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 and crying, whining. That was the biggest sin. Because here's the thing: when we left Egypt, and we went after three days after the opening of the sea. Remember that there was no water. People are upset. Okay, no water, no big deal. We'll get you to those the place with the twelve uh, springs, Mara. And you will get water. Why? Because humans, humans they don't. It's very hard to 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 have faith when you're coming from Egypt, an idol worshiping pagan society. Make uh, understand. You know what? The golden calf. We can understand. Uh, you want meat? Okay. You're ungrateful, but we understand. But when you are crying for something you didn't even see, you don't know what you're talking about. But you make a whole drama out of it. That's the biggest sin. And how did uh, God respond to that? If you remember, oh, you really like to cry. Okay, no problem. Give you a reason to cry. When you stop crying, you will be redeemed. That's the lesson. And that's the sin. Why are you not succeeding? Well, because of them, because of the white people, because of the natives, because of the blacks, because of whatever, because of the Republicans, because of the Democrats, because of this, because of that. You need to take responsibility. You need, first of all, don't have an opinion about something you have no idea what it is. Why are you crying? Everybody that is, I think, more than 40 went through that as a child when you cry for nothing and your your dad comes to you oh you're crying oh, let me give you a reason to cry right now you can cry why were you crying oh she took my candy it's just a candy we have another one don't don't cry even if you're not argentina don't cry okay that's the point stop being uh, whining Stop blame other people. You want to do something? Go, yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. You know, but to somebody, I don't know, to somebody that is, let's say, black, to go to, I don't know, Harvard. Now it's, there's no problem in getting into Harvard. It's, it's a problem if you are white to get into Harvard uh, because you're resembling, you know, the, the horrible things that white people have done. Stop, stop the blame game. That's my point. Take responsibility. If you want to do something, be anti-establishment. Be Moses. Be Abraham. Be Noah. Be David. Okay? I know for Christians there is another one. I'm not going to say it because I'm not Christian. But go for it. I don't care. If it makes you a better person, go with it. going to take another quick break. Just think about what I said. Obviously, if you want to argue, I'm here. Send us an email. And uh, it's on our website. And uh, we can address that. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakon, here on ctkradio.org.
back to our last segment of today's podcast, The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakoin, here on ctkradio.org. So we talked about hypocrisy, we talked about um, power-grabbing, corruption. In two weeks, we're going to read, again, the Torah, but another guy, uh, a very well-known social justice warrior, who I think... He is the role model for uh, maybe Bernie Sanders or somebody like that. That guy's name was Korach. And the story with Korach is that he saw, he was very rich, and he saw that Moshe is the prophet, is the leader. Aaron, Aharon, was the high priest. He says, oh, this is nepotism. It's all corrupt. Right? We also want, so he found... 250 people, the elite of of that time, and they want also to be working in the tabernacle, and later in the temple. They want uh, jobs. And the way that he convinced them is, if you look at the arguments, are the same arguments that we have today. It's the establishment, it's nepotism, it's this. He tried to be, if you want, the anti-establishment, but not from the right uh, point of view, meaning he's gone. He's going against God's will, and the way that he convinced people—it's just as Lenin used to say, "Useful idiots." You bring a point, and you you uh, convince people that that the reason is why that they are suffering, suffering, or you know, lower class or whatever. It's not important. It's because of the of the men, right? And in our in our days, definitely that's the case, because we don't have God's lead, uh, godly leadership. People of faith are not the one who runs the show here. We have politicians, and from politicians and faith are two things that don't mix together. It's a lot of narcissism. There's a lot of uh, you want huge ego, right? And I don't mind huge ego if you have something to base it on. But if you are a great politician, I don't know, 40 years in the Senate, did nothing and just, you know, convinced the right people to to to, uh, to support you, but you're just living on other people's expense. That's why I'm, I'm all for a term limit. You come, you do your job, you go back to your business. Or you work for free. If you really care about people, work for free. We'll give you, I don't know, compensation. Uh, for your expense, but that, that used to be the case in in the beginning here in America. It used to be the case. People used to go to Washington, if you want to say voluntarily, for like six months or two years or something like that, and later on becomes corrupt as it is right now. But when you look at Koch and the 250 people again, the elite, spiritually uh, spiritual elite, very wise people. But he caught them in the argument of uh, equality, or um, again, it's anti. It's it's an example of being anti-establishment from the wrong side of the aisle. So when I think about that, I said, "How?" And if you look at the text in the Torah, the punishment was different. Meaning, Korach and his family. We all know the miracle, the earth opened their, its mouth, and they all... But the 250 people didn't go that way. 
they were, as the Torah explained, they were uh, burned. There was fire, and they were all burned. Now there is a way to explain how that happened. It's not. It's not the what 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 my goal is uh, in this podcast. But you see the difference. Why? Because God knew that they meant well. But he, Korach, was corrupt. He wanted to grab, to be in control. Sounds familiar, right? So there are two, because only God can say, oh, I know what you feel in your heart, what you feel in you, what's your real interest. They really want to be the priests. They came with uh, the fire and everything to sacrifice. They really want to move a higher level. Now, God says no, because he chose uh, Aaron and his family and the Levites. But I appreciate that. I appreciate the, 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 the effort and the, the, the desire. There is, there is, you have another way to do, to do so. Right? We have a saying that if there is an illegal child that is uh, a Torah scholar, and there is a Kohen, a priest that is uh, ignorant, right? who are you going to respect more? The illegal child, the bastard, uh, more than the, the priest. You have a way. We have the, in Judaism, the Torah gives us a way to to channel our potential towards the spiritual. Yeah, okay. So I'm a kohen. You're not a kohen. I'm a priest uh, from the uh, from that tribe, and you are not. So my duties are different. You cannot come and take my duties, and vice versa. But you have so many other opportunities to fulfill your potential. Don't be a copycat. I want to be like him or like her. That's that's wrong. Do the best you can under the circumstances, okay? And you you will be appreciated. If that's what you want. Uh, but and the more serious you are, the more you succeed. But don't be a copycat. And you will see that people are reading somebody about a great man who lived many years ago. I want to be like him. No, learn what he learned. Follow his footprints, footsteps. But give it your own twist if you want, based on who you are. Don't be a copycat. Oh, he did so, right? He walked here, I'm going to walk here. No, this is ridiculous, in my opinion. He has wisdom? Grab it. Take it. If he was able to overcome his anger, you can overcome your anger. And take it to any any, uh, area of life that you want. But I think that 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 is one aspect of those who really mean well, yet, like I said, useful idiots. Useful to whom? To the guy who is manipulative, who is trying to trick the system, who is trying to have his own gain and to... In, in one word, politician. Those are the dangerous people. Those are... Because, you know, they are, there's a huge ego involved, obviously. And that can, can be, uh, obviously, <clears throat> in this case, deadly. And everybody who says, uh, who tells you that, that, you know, they want to go to Washington or who, whatever, whatever uh, state, job, you know, whatever position that is controlling other people, to change and to do the right thing and I will be uh, very cautious. Okay? 
There is because some look there are great people who go there, but the more they're the more that they are there, the more corrupt they're gonna shift to the other side. And it's not because they're bad people; it's because this is the human nature. That's why you need to have term term limits. Okay, only if God tells you, like He did through Moses in the Torah and the Bible, and hopefully when. The Mashiach will come, the Messiah will come, we'll get prophets again. People who can communicate God's message. I chose him. I chose them to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, if this is the case, I'm, I have no opinion. We are not there, unfortunately, yet. Um, so, you know, you have to be very suspicious. It's all about controlling and power. And like Lord Acton said, he wasn't a Jew, but a smart guy. And I learned from every smart guy I can learn from. What's the, what's the sentence he says? Remember that? He said, uh, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. Right? So, that's something to think about. And, you, and again, if you go to the Bible and you see what happened when people had too much power, how they, how they, uh, what horrible things that they, they, they have done. Certain kings, Isabel and Ahav, if you remember that story, the son, Rehavam, the son of King Solomon, Shalomo, who destroyed basically the whole kingdom that his father, the wisest man, uh, put together, he destroyed it because of control, because he listened to people like uh, AOC, young, ignorant, Rude, spoiled, but charismatic. Listen to the old folks, those who have experience, those who know how to uh, differentiate between you know good and bad, not those who are stuck in the same position and just uh, and just suck the system for their own benefit. And that was the story or the attempt of Korach. So we should not. Follow his footprints. With that, we're gonna end our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Jewish View. I'm your host Rabbi Hanania Cohen here on CTKRadio.org. We're looking forward to hear from you. Email us. We don't have Facebook or Twitter because you know why? They are just starting to censorize everybody that doesn't speak like they want. It's called they call it hate speech or whatever. So why bother? Email is the best. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Produced by CTK Media Services.